My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! This is Pop Poor Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hello. Uh, if you couldn't guess by the song I just played, we are talking about Cruella on Disney Plus and in theaters. It is the live action prequel following the, a young Cruella DeVille. It is at 74% critics on Rotten Tomato and 97% audience on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Uh, would you like to hear the drink? Sure. It is called Spot. It is gin, tequila, cranberry juice, simple syrup, and lime juice. It was delicious. Was it? We're not recording again to get today, guys, so we're all separated. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kelly. And I didn't give you one last week. It was... I'm sorry. I want to start off, as we normally do, with some shock... We're shotgunning some facts. Uh, number one, Glenn Close, who played the first live-action Cruella DeVille, serves as executive producer for this movie. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Did you, you know that? Yes, I did. Her name's in the credits. Oh, it is. True. True. And it was also announced when this movie was announced. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, number t- And then also, I like how the, I don't know if you guys seen, I mean, it's been all over the like headlines of like entertainment sites that Emma Thompson and Emma Stone want to do a um, sequel like The Godfather where Glenn Close plays the older version, Emma Stone plays the younger version, and I'm on board for that, just saying. Yes, I did hear that. Are you on board I for did, Yeah, Emma Stone told me. I did hear me. that too. Oh, she called you? Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. You don't get calls from all the people we do the podcast from? I get calls from you guys, not the people we talk about. Well. To you. And yet, Jimmy never on. invites them on to this podcast. Yeah, where is Emma Stone today? They, Great they, job. They said she said she was busy. Oh. Uh, number two. Despite being an English character, Corel Deville has never been played by an English actress in the live in the live action incarnations. Number three. Costume designer Jenny Bevan, who um, the director hired after seeing her work in Mad Max Fury Road, which makes actually a lot of sense now. Re- rethinking about the movie. Oscar winning. Oscar winning. Yes. Uh, created 277 costumes for the principal cast, including 47 for Cruella. And you did a good job. Just saying. Uh, number four. This is. I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, Emma Thompson, Julianne Moore, and Demi Moore were all in the running to play the Baroness. Now, we all know Emma Thompson got the role, but who do you think any of those would have been better than Emma Thompson? Who was the first one? Nicole Kidman, um, Charlize Theron, Emma Thompson, and Julianne Moore, and Demi Moore. I can see Charlize Theron or uh, um, Nicole Kidman. Kelly? I can actually see all of them, to be honest. I can see all of them, but I think Demi Moore would be the weakest. I was just going to say, I can see all of them, but I feel like Demi Moore would, like, I, I, it, would, it wouldn't be the best, I feel like, if they went with that choice. It's been a long time since I've seen Demi Moore in a movie. Like, the only thing that popped to mind was Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. And, like, that's definitely not the movie I should be thinking about <laughs> for Demi Moore. The movie that pops in my mind, I don't know why, is Rough Night. Or yeah. is it rough? Because that's the last one we, that's the last movie I saw her in. Is that her last movie she's been that's in? That's the one I saw her in last. Oh, okay. oh, my God. I forgot she was even in that movie. But she was in it, like, semi-briefly. So Her and um, Ty Burrell, right? Yes. Um, number, yeah. number, and then number five is... It's kind of a fun fact, but like I kind of just wanted to like see. I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. 
um, Nicolas Cage was considered to appear. And I want to know, like, who do you think he was supposed to play? That, that's that's the fact, and he was supposed to appear? No, it wasn't. I told you. I, well, if you listen to what I said, I said it's not really a fact, but I really wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Who do you think Nicolas Cage would have played in this? The Baroness. Kelly? I literally have no idea. Maybe yeah. Roger? <laughs> no, I think the Baroness's husband. That little cameo. But they said he was a good dude. Wait. There was a hus- There was a husband in the. How did the Baroness yeah. get pregnant? No, I know, but you Matt. saw. I know that, but you saw it. Yeah. Is he it was there- like putting together like a boat. Like when you first see him, he was like putting together like a model boat. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I mean, I guess literally like thirty seconds. Oh, was it in like the flashback where like that? That yeah. scene. Oh, okay. I must have missed it. But I, yeah, he can't be. He can't be. Um. The um the two like her henchmen and I was like I guess it's either the butler or. The Baroness's husband was. Did she have a father? No, right. I mean, like her no. fake mother didn't have a father, right? No. No. Interesting. Okay. Well, I kind of wish they released that because I would love to know that. Hey, dog biters! Mike here, host of the Man Bites Dog podcast. I came here today to give a little promo for our show, but I made the mistake of telling my co-hosts it might be funny if they came in and were mean to me. Uh, well, here's how that went. Hi, I'm Mike Hill, host of the Man Bites Dog podcast, a game show where I ask you, f- you, Mike. Okay. That, all right, well, that's unnecessary. Oh, you're unnecessary. Okay. F- it, I'll do the thing later. <laughs> what do you want us to say? I was being mean, you f- All right. That is true. Right. He was doing what you asked. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Problem. If you have a problem with me f-ing talking to when you say talk to me, say something mean. I f-ing said something mean, and you're gonna be like, oh, don't, don't just do it by myself later. I already deleted everything I wrote. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Man bites dog. It's a lot like that, except there's less bleeping, and there's a news quiz. Oh god. Let's get into the movie. Those are our facts. Did we like it, Jimmy? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Kelly? Yeah, I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I like this movie a lot more than I thought it was. And I will say that this might be my new favorite Disney live action remake. Because I was not, I, I knew, I was like, ex- I was excited to see it, but I wasn't expecting that much. I wasn't expecting to like it that much. I will humbly disagree. I think Beauty and the Beast is still my top live action. I'm going to have. Remake. I'm gonna say something a little, little crazy here. My, my live action favorite is still Alice in Wonderland. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you can have your favorite. Yeah. I won't say yours. Is yeah, Lion I'm not gonna King. go against it. No, I just said it's Cruella. Anyway, I feel like this movie, like the costumes are amazing. The like hair and makeup was amazing. The production design was amazing. I feel like this one was like the first, like at least with Disney live action, like where it's like all cylinders where I thought were great. Except some CGI here and there wasn't that great. But I was over- about to say some of the CGI wasn't that great, but like this had a low budget, so this had a low budget? I thought it was like a hundred to two hundred million. Am I getting confused? I think I got confused with the quiet place, my bad. Yeah, no, what this, was the budget for this? this like, I think it was a hundred to two hundred, they said. And the CGI looked like that. Most of it went probably towards the actors and the costumes, costumes that was production design. See, but I will say that the the CGI wasn't terrible. Like, but the one scene that I'm thinking of that I, it might be the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life is when at the very end, spoiler alert for anyone, where like she pretends to die and then she like kind of like has when she goes in the water. Yeah, when you find out she has like the hot the uh, not the hot air balloon, the parachute, and she kind of glides. It literally looks like she's standing in the ocean and just like so still and i was like 
Oh no, no! You guys couldn't put a little, but I feel. But besides that, I didn't care. I I didn't mind the CGI. But you know what? It seems like it seems like movies these days are literally like doing CGI in like chronological order because the CGI is always fucking terrible at the end of the movie. Like it's like the same thing I said with the Quiet Place. The very last scene with the monster after uh the spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen a Quiet Place Part Two when she kills it with the stick, that CGI was terrible. And I was like, and it was pretty good throughout the entire movie. But I didn't like, did you like, did you think all of it was bad? Mm, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say more than 50%. I thought wasn't great. Cause I didn't, well, here's the thing. Like I didn't mind it because I think I, they spent a lot on the dogs. They spent a lot no, on the dogs. Yeah. And also I found out that the dogs were both a hybrid of real and CGI. Well, yeah, they oh, were definitely yeah, I CGI. Could see that. No, I knew they were, but they, even the Dalmatians weren't all CGI and they, no, so, like, yeah. But you could tell when some of them were real and then when it wasn't. No, I wasn't because like I thought the dogs were very good in CGI that I wasn't sure if it was just like some shots look better than the others. Like with the Dalmatians in particular, the other dogs looked real. But um, I, thought that, I thought the outside exterior scenery was terrible. Like especially with the at, um, Hell, Hell Hall. Hell, Hell Hall. I was like, this isn't that great, honestly. This is like CW level. See, to me, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but to me, like, I thought it fit like that kind of like punk rock type of like style. I also, I kind of like how they kind of put, like, because I, I remember when I read the first reviews for it, it was like, it's Joker means Devil Wars Prada. I really didn't get Joker at all from it, but I, I got the Devil Wars Prada, but in like a 70s era, and I kind of liked that they took the aspect of it and kind of didn't do exactly Devil Wars Prada, the vibe, but they just had like a, the best parts of that like movie and used it in this. Like towards the beginning, it kind of went off the rails a little bit after, but I didn't mind the plot. I didn't mind the plot either. I thought it kind of explained. See, to me like this movie, watching it, and I re I actually, for the first time ever, watched 101 Dalmatians with the Glenn Close, with Glenn Close, not the Glenn Close. Well, the Glenn Close. The Glenn Close. It is the, the Glenn Close. And I also watched the, I rewatched the animated one. And I thought watching this, it does to me at least, I can see how she gets to that character. But uh, I don't know. I have I have like issues with that. So I don't like the like I could see in the the entire movie. I'm like, OK, I can see how this could lead to the Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. I used to watch that movie all the time because it was like my second VHS I ever got on my own. That was mine, not my brother's. So I used to watch it constantly. But like I have an issue with the end, the post credit scene, the credit scene, I was like, that just ruined the entire connection to the Glenn Close movie. Because why would she give the dogs that she wants to kill later to them? To me, it was like, she doesn't want to deal with the dogs and she wants them to have the puppies. So she's like, here, you take that her. Makes, I'll come back. See, that's a problem I have because the entire movie, though, like she got, she, she like basically like trained those dogs, the Dalmatians to like obey her and then two she's also like i wouldn't kill a dog or whatever something like that and like her she was so close to dogs that like for me it made zero sense why it how it would lead into the glenn close movies where she's suddenly like oh hey these are these dogs that helped me like get rid of my mother and that i trained and i gave to these two people that i thought that you know that i see as allies guess what i'm gonna steal all your fucking dogs and kill them like that makes I don't see, there's no connection. But I don't think those weren't the dogs, the three dogs she trained. No, no, no. It was the, the child of one of the three dogs. Well, 
like either way, like she gave two dogs away, um, Perdita and Pongo. And it's just still like, these are still like dogs. Like why suddenly are you like, you gave the dogs. Why suddenly now later on, you're going to be like, I'm going to take these dogs and fucking kill them. I mean, I could see it being like, I have my three perfectly trained dogs. So why would I need these two children, babies, dogs that I can't control? Did she train them? Well, they were already trained by Emma Thompson. Yeah, because and they I, obeyed her at the end, at the end of the movie, because pers- she told them to stop. Personally, I don't think she was, besides her one dog that she had, I don't think she, like, loved dogs, really, besides that one dog. And she liked Wink. Is that the one with the eye patch? Yeah. Did she really like it or just kind of tolerate it? No, she liked him. Oh, to me, I got more of a toleration vibe but i'm just saying like like either way it still doesn't make sense like she gave these dogs to these two people and then all of a sudden she's like oh i'm gonna take them back and kill them but here's like i i don't think that was a good end credit scene to be quite honest it's there's no nexus between it just ruined the entire nexus between glenn close the glenn close movie and this movie but at the same time though like to me i can see like because i feel like that was the the one thing that kind of bothered me was that they left it very open-ended and if like you didn't get a sequel, you don't get a lot. A lot of the questions I feel like wouldn't be answered. And I read everywhere that like all like the two, like Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, the director, they're all like, yeah, we have ideas for sequels. And uh, as soon as Disney says, yes, we're all doing it. So it's like, the thing is that I feel like there's so much story to tell in between where Glenn Close was and where she ended off that like things could happen where, because to me, it, it, the question I liked that they kind of twisted on its head, it was like a lot of people called her a villain and she kind of was like, well, that's cool. I'm going to take it and run with it. And then it kind of it kind of um, consumes her. And I feel like there's so much story that could still be told that why she gets obsessed with furs and all that stuff to me, I feel like. I feel like, but I felt like they had the foundation for that in this movie. And that end credit scene just kind of ruined it. Because had they, kept, had they not put that end credit scene... I, I would have been fine, but because they put that end credit scene, it's just like you kind of ruined it because the movie, it's like, yeah, you didn't see her get close to Dalmatians. The Dalmatians obviously, spoiler alert, killed her mother. So it's like, okay, I can see and you could see how she was getting consumed with the villainy. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm down with it. I see it. But then they put in that scene. And I'm like, that just like fucking ruined it for me. Because I did read online, it was like questions that still need to be answered. And they said, like, it sort of makes sense why she gave one to Anita because, like, she like that was like her one sort of friend that kind of like covered for her, right? Because she covered for for the whole movie, right? Yeah. So like I, they were one friend from elementary school. No, that's what I'm saying. So they're like they kind of made sense why she gave that to her, but they were like, why did she give it to Roger? And I think it was just because I feel like they all. I I get what you're saying, but like also at the same time, I can see you don't know her plan. She's like she just does whatever she wants to do. So like I mean, I'm taking a stretch here, but I feel like they wanted to make sure that. They wanted to have a sequel, and it's going towards 101 Dalmatians. Did it fail? I, I mean, not to me, but I, I feel like a lot of people has the same um, thoughts that you had, Kelly. So I, I get. It just, I just think it was a completely unnecessary credit scene. I don't think it adds at all. Like you still could have had a sequel, and it still would have led to 101 Dalmatians. I just don't think it was necessary. For I just think it was the most unnecessary thing. Like it didn't need the movie was perfect, and now it's like okay, well, she gave the two main dogs from 101 Dalmatians to these two people, maybe not Roger, but Anita that she saw as allies. But later on, like, she's going to be like, I want to kill your two dogs. Like, I just don't see the nexus between it. Because it's like, 
I, for me, it's just the scene was completely unnecessary. I could have still come down to that. I could have still believed that it would have been the Glenn Close movie without that scene. I just think that scene completely ruined it for me in terms of leading to 101 Dalmatians as of now, because there's no sequel. Because when I, I, because I literally just before watching this podcast, I was watching the Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. And it also in the animated one, it seems like that Corella and Anita have this like fake friendly kind of relationship and what turns and what she like, what, what makes her want the kind of like want to kind of kill the dog. I mean, she wants the coats, but like what makes her kind of become very like retaliate and get revenge on them is that they say no. So like, once again, I'm taking a stretch. Could it be something that she gave it to her with a plan in mind? I don't know. But a lot of people have the same sentiment as you, Kelly. Sorry. Maybe it was just like to like, you know, you raise the dog. I just want it later for its fur. I know. I'm, I mean, I'm taking a stretch there, but that, I, it didn't bother me. And like the point where like it ruined the whole like continuation. But I, I have heard a lot of things that Kelly's been saying. It connected to 101 Dalmatian. So I, I really didn't mind it. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it was it, all, I thought it was already connected to 101 Dalmatians with Anita in there. But it just like solidified that like you had. Uh, Pongo and Perdita. That that was the the main the two main dogs from the the original. Yeah, movie. but it would have it would have been fine if it was like if they actually made it clear like Matt said, oh I don't want these dogs, or just like they were just like oh here there's like two Dalmatians like you know pe- that people had like being like here like adopt a dog or something like that, and they happen to adopt these two dogs. Not that she the fact that she actually is the one that gave it to them that's what took it away. But I'll, but I mean just jumping you mentioned this. A- a couple minutes ago, I really want to talk about how shocking the mother's, the Emma Stone's fake mother, I guess, her death scene was because oh my God, I, I was I was shook because literally I was like, oh, they're gonna like maybe just show her going off. Oh no, they literally like it almost was like in fast forward. It was like the dogs push her and she went flying like just like flying off the cliff. Was anyone? I mean, I know Kelly this, was. This is PG thirteen Disney. They show mothers flying off cliffs. Well, they, a lot of mothers die in Disney movies, so. but not flying off cliffs. It's a it's a new it's a new. Uh, is that going to be the new trend for Disney? <laughs> if it's PG thirteen, all mothers have to fly off a cliff and die. Yeah. It was like you know Disney when they usually kill someone. It's like kind of off screen mm-hmm. and it's like just heavily implied. But like actually watching her just go over, I was just like, wait, what? Like you know, I thought they were just going to have the dogs like they would have the dogs jump up and they would cut away quickly. Yeah. And then you'd hear like the screaming and be like, Oh, she's dead. Like, you know, look at a uh, baby Corella being like, Oh my God. Like, but then when they showed her go over and her body flying down, yeah. I was like, that's definite. Like she fucking dead. And I was like, I, I just was in shock. I was like, I said, what the fuck just happened? Well, this, I thought it was fake. This, this isn't a, a Disney director. So maybe he, was well, it is like, actually, Craig Gillespie? He directed, not animated ones, but he's directed like um, Darkest Hour, I think it was like the boat one, and he directed a $1 million man or something like that about darkest, soccer. The Darkest Hour is... Then I'm think, but it's a it's one darkest with... No, the hour. one with... Um, the ship, you no, know what I'm talking about. with Chris Pine. Yes. But he was same, thinking of no. He was thinking of the horror movie that we watched and thought was like no, an hour. No, he's thinking of the the the, um, the um, it's the finest hour. Finest hour. But he's also done oh. non Disney movies. No, yes, obviously. Well, no. If you think about it, you have the director from um, I Tanya. You have the, the the writer from the favor doing rewrites. This movie does not scream Disney. And like apparent apparently Disney was very like no like do what you want to do. And they, they were saying like they they let them take the the darker tone or like the little risk that Disney usually wouldn't let it. And I kind of like that because this movie, it felt Disney, yes, but it didn't feel very, it, it, it didn't have that Disney-fied as much as other movies have. And I like that because it stood out against the other ones. Can I tell you, I was just looking at Craig Gillespie's uh, IMDb. 
I did not realize, you know, I don't, I know he directed I, Tanya. I did not realize he also directed Lars and the Real Girl and uh, the Fright Night remake. Mm-hmm. What's the other movie with, it's like about soccer? Million McFar- Dollar Arm. That's what it was. He did, And that was for Disney too. So I, I was You're like. You're thinking of McFarlane USA and that's. Also Disney. I think the girl who did Mulan did that. The but that, woman but that's Mulan. also Disney though. Nikki. Nikki. Caro. Nikki Caro. I, th- I think that's who directed that one. Yeah, but only this and Corella are the only. I mean, Mulan and Corella are the only PG thirteen movie. I think remake. Pirates. I mean, I would consider Pirates live action a live re- action re- reboot. For me, it's a Disney ride. It started off as a Disney property. But I'm it's talking, not really a live action reboot. That's I'm talking about just... yeah. I'm talking about like the groups that they like. Because I even technically like this trend. This trend it had 101 Dalmatians, and it, I, I didn't realize I didn't realize how much money that movie made, and I also didn't realize how much the critics and audience like bombed it on Rotten Tomatoes. It was very, Same, I didn't realize either. Like, oh. I didn't realize they got 41%. I was like, what? For both, oh. too. For both audience was, and critics. That's so weird, because I was like, I love 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was a fun, it was a fun like, Disney movie. Also, have you seen the second one? Oh, my God. Like, not for... I have, but not for years. And it was I, it was bad. Okay, because me and... I was, I was like, Jimmy, put on the... Tra- there was no trailer on Disney+. Plus, so I was like, put on, like, a... They had a promo. And watching this clip... I don't understand how this movie got made. It was the scene. I don't oh, know why Glenn Close was a part of it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you remember the scene, Kelly, but it was the scene where like she sees the dogs and like her old Corella comes back and like hair starts springing up, her shoulders start spiking up. It was, and she starts like convulsing, like she's possessed. It was. Yeah. I was like, I kind of have to watch it now because it looks hilarious. But I, I don't understand how that got made. I understand why the reboots kind of stopped after that, after 102 Dalmatians, because oh my god. <laughs> I, it was I was it was wild but I mean like I feel like wild and like not a good way this is definitely like despite my like little issues with it it's definitely in my top three yeah. Disney reboots it was it was I mean I know it's probably second honestly it's probably second let's be honest so Beauty like, and the Beast and, the and then this one and then Cruella yeah and Jimmy where does this lie uh, I would say top middle what's in your top three I'm just curious what's I know it's Dumbo middle? I know it's top middle Jimmy <laughs> it's Alice in Wonderland Dumbo I did like Dumbo so is it number two or is it Dumbo. Beauty and the Beast Dumbo? I mean, no, it's Dumbo. I didn't care for the Beauty and the Beast remake. Um, I didn't think Emma Watson had any chemistry with anyone in that. She was a block of wood. That's rude. Um, and hey, give me top three Jungle Book, maybe. Oh, I did like Jungle Book. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about the Jungle Book. Okay, Cruella gets knocked down to three. Okay, so so Cruella's in like your maybe like fifth, yeah, like fourth area. and fifth. It's it's top middle. Okay, I feel like I feel like it's. I'm actually gonna put it number one because I I just. It was very good. I liked it, but I want to talk about the the soundtrack. They used a lot of songs, which was a little heavy handed, but like, which I did like. I just but I just, the music was so good that I was like, I don't care that they're using too much music. Yeah, like I don't want I don't want any like new songs. I just want to listen to a Spotify list playlist of the songs used in the movie. It was so good, and I liked. I mean, I played Florence and the Machines, right? That's her name. That's the group. Florence name? and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. She did the new like. Not her div- name. <laughs> she did the new um, Lawrence Welsh. I think is her real name. Is it? Yes. Well, it's a group, right? It's not just her. She's the lead yeah. singer. But I'm but, saying, but it's a group, though. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, it's a group. So I just, I mean, the beginning of the episode, I played her new take on Cruella Deville, which I thought, which was, I did not like. Oh, I thought it was good. I, I mean, I, I like the original better, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, but this one fit with like the movie, the theme of like the style of the movie, which I thought was good. I, don't, I don't know. I. This movie, I mean, yes, was it, I know you have a really big problem with it. It was very long. Two hours and 13 minutes, I think it was. And I personally didn't feel that until, like, I felt it maybe, like, one or two times, but I really didn't mind the time. You could have cut out, like, a good 20 minutes. But I thought, No, yeah. I thought it was a little too long. I saw it a second time, mm-hmm. and it dragged on the second time. I, I will say, though, like, 
if they were to cut it short, I thought a great, I think I talked to you about this, Kelly. I thought the great point where they could have ended it, where she literally has her monologue at the park talking to her mother, which was the fountain. And she's yeah. like, I am Corella DeVille. I don't know how long into the movie that was. Um, but I thought if they were going to cut it, that would have been an amazing ending. Cause it was, it would have teased up so many sequels. No, there was about uh, 20 minutes left in the movie because it's her going to save um, her friends from jail. Actually, it's probably 30 minutes left. It's the entire third act of the movie after yeah, it's, that. It's after Emma Thompson tries to kill her, right? Yes, because yeah. she comes off all disheveled and smoky and stuff like that. But I mean, I ain't mind the time, but if they were, I would have said maybe that. I mean, I'm glad they didn't pull the Maleficent thing because I hated it in Maleficent how they like change the story the character everything they well, made her not even a villain she didn't want to kill any dogs in this film Matt. but no but the thing what was nice is they made so many references that she could have gone that she could have done it but they were like no stop like stop your thinking about that yeah but the problem with maleficent was that it bled into the main story exactly like versus versus here where it's like no one knows the origins of cruella so they could have a free-for-all well that was the big thing I, that, oh sorry go. i like i mean i like the first maleficent i don't love it i like it i'm not gonna even bring up the second one but it's the issue of it bled into the main movie, so it changed everything. Well, no, that's the thing. Like, my, that's my least favorite um, live action remake. The only scene I like is the scene where she like casts a spell, and that's because they actually the only time they made her a villain. But they literally made her. She gave the kiss. They exactly your point. They changed the story. But this one you don't really I, know. This way, but this one you don't really know the story. But they gave little little like Easter eggs that could like bring like little breadcrumbs that can bring you along for other movies and into even the the original movie. I didn't mind the little twist in Maleficent with, with her being the true love's kiss. So, I mean, I, that did not bother me one bit because... But it changed everything about Sleeping Beauty, and Sleeping Beauty is a, a good movie, I thought. Uh, Sleeping Beauty is okay. It's okay. Like, I recently watched it again because of my niece. Aurora it's has, okay. like, three seconds of screen time. And the rest is just Prince Charming being like, I'll save you. It's Maleficent, too. And then Maleficent being like, I'm an evil bitch. But they made her not a villain. And, like, she, to me, I've, I've considered, like, Maleficent to be, like, one of the biggest Disney villains. And they made her not a villain no, at all. I, I, truthfully, I actually consider Cruella to be one of the biggest and the evil queen from Snow White. You think Cruella? Uh, I don't agree with that. I agree with Matt. Because I think Maleficent is... I think she's probably like in terms of for like general public. I think she's like the top villain in terms of Disney villains. Because if you uh, have you recently seen 101 Dalmatians the animated one? No. They actually they don't they make her more. They make her more like Emma Stone, in 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 um like that she kind of like is just kind of not crazy but she'll just do whatever she wants and if it's villain to villain they don't make her as they have menacing moments. The yeah, they have, menace, they have menacing and villainous moments in the original film, but it's not as much as people are saying it. And I think Emma Stone actually, when you watch that, it's it's more menacing in that one. And Glenn Close, the whole different, the whole chain, like Glenn Close's 101 Dalmatians is pretty much very similar to the animated one, except that they make her much more villainous, like much more. But I, I think that, that, like, I mean, Gorilla DeVille, she wants the skin dogs and make them into a fur coat. That is the, She like, wants the coat. She doesn't she doesn't care about the dog. She wants the coat. She wants the how she get the coat. No, I'm just she saying to skin the dogs. So yes, yes, yes. Yes, she wants the coat, but in order to get the coat, she's gotta skin the dogs. Her fur- no, but I, I still agree I still think Maleficent's in the one. Like even in Once Upon a Time, like Maleficent was the most feared out of the three okay. when they had that story arc. And they also actually- made her not a villain as much. They've they've been kind of ruining Maleficent. Can we actually talk opinion. about Once Upon a Time? Can we just talk about how great the actress who played Cruella in Once Upon a Time was? She was the best of those three. Victoria Smurfit. She was the best of those three. 
You think it's better than Emma Stone? Evil Queens. What? You think it's better than no, Emma Stone? No, we're talking about what? You think it's better than Emma yes, Stone? I think, I think she was better than Emma Stone. Oh, no, not, not at all. She no, was like, unbelievable. Yes, yeah, she, she was really good. Did you even cool, watch that like, season? Yeah, I'm not, saying she was, I'm not saying she was bad. She was good, but like comparing to them, I thought Emma Stone did an amazing job. No, Victoria Smurfit was unbelievable as Cruella. She was the reason to watch that season. I think it's actually because, um, I think it also has to do with the fact that Once Upon a Time also took Cruella's storyline like further. Like they made her more murderous. Yeah. So it's like the, the, she had so much more to work with. So that's why it was also amazing. I remember watching it and I was like, this is a kick-ass Cruella. I, I kind of miss Once Upon a Time, but... I actually do too every now and yes then. And no. I, sometimes I, I miss the early seasons. That first season of Once Upon a Time, that that was oh, great that was, television. I, I liked Once Upon a Time. The second season too. The second season too was good. Yeah, that was good. But the last season was, a. I think, I'm kind of sad because the last season I felt actually did rejuvenate the series a bit. I what? think Lil... What happened you the last year? I did. I'm trying to remember. I haven't watched it since it everyone was when, left. It was no. What it was when Henry was an adult, and you were trying, and everyone was living in the real world, and you were trying to figure out what happened. I do remember so, that. Like, I liked the. I liked it once the seat got into like the actual meat of the season. The beginning wasn't that great, but like yeah, what, I forgot it. the whole cast left. I remember that. I was like, <laughs> well, but like three people left. But I, I this is my thing. I liked Once Upon a Time, but I feel like if they gave it. If it was on, like, maybe now, if it was on Disney+, Plus, if it, like, started there, and they gave it a big budget, like, they're giving, like, the Mandalorian and all that stuff, and they used, like, the void they used for the Mandalorian for backgrounds and stuff, I think that's what maybe hurt the show, because it was just, the CGI was so bad. I know, but that's what you went to watch. You went to watch for the bad CGI. No, I went to no. watch to introduce all the characters. I think the CGI, the CGI got worse because they had to pay, because, one, the cast got ridiculous, and they had to pay people more, so it was, like... Where's our money gonna go? But you would see like the behind the scenes photos. It would literally just be like blue and maybe a table. Like that was I, it. True. I don't think that it would have worked on Disney Plus once upon a time, honestly, because I feel like Disney then would have been way too protective of their properties and would have like actually held it back more than allow it to be what it was. I don't know. Like, I feel like it could have been I the same. I don't think they would have allowed the, the Cruella storyline from once upon a time. Because she was, like, really fucking bad. Like, she had, like, no soul. That was the thing. But, I mean, like, they let it happen to begin with. Well, I think on the ABC shows, they have, you know, they, they have more leeway versus, like, what? if they were on Disney+. Plus. Not necessarily. It's still the, he- I mean, the head reports to the other heads. It's the same thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but I, I, I think I, it's I, different. Yeah, I think it's a little different because you also have the writers of Lost writing it, and they were like, well... We got to, like, do what we got to do. And they're just, like, they kind of just wrote it and stuff. And Disney was probably, like, okay, you already wrote it and, like, probably filmed some of it. But, like, on Disney Plus, I feel like it would be, like, they would be, like, down their throats. I don't agree, but, I mean, whatever. But is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Any last thoughts for Corella before we rate it? I just liked Emma Thompson. They had great chemistry, the two of them, I thought. And I would not mind if they came back together. Can I tell you? I was, like, I want a sequel. And I really hope, because I feel like the movie, the movie would be better with a sequel. Um, in that rare case, but I feel like uh, after I heard the Godfather two pitch, I was like, please, because I feel like that would just amplify. If add Glenn Close, I would it would amplify because I was hoping the scene where they're all dressed as Corella that Glenn Close would just make a little cameo. Like, I know I was hoping for Glenn Close so bad, but now I'm glad they didn't I was because she would be. I was I wanted her to be the post credit scene, and no. then I was like, no. And now I'm glad they didn't have her in that little scene because if I feel like there's a lot of traction with that idea. And Emma Thompson, I remember, I think with the interview was on like Rotten Tomatoes and the girl was like, Emma, you can just write it. And she's like, 
oh wait, I actually could just write it. Yeah, she's an Academy Award winning writer. And I was like, adding, the, I was like, oh my God, because they all just said, as long as everyone does it again, we will do it. As long as the same people are coming on, we will do it. And I think they had great people. I mean, like, they had, they I mean, had great I people on. I feel like they got Emma Stone contracted now. So like they didn't just sign her on for one movie. They got her for a couple. You think? I think Emma yeah. Stone also just like loved this role. Oh yeah. I think, I feel like she just like was living in it. Cause like, I don't think I remember her ever doing a role like this before. She's usually pretty much like always, I guess you could say typecast, but she's usually always like the goody two shoes in most things. Not goody two shoes, but she's usually always the person with a really high moral compass. I yeah, guess maybe. I, the, I don't you know, know what I'm else. saying. Yeah, I don't no, know. Yeah, what yeah. Else. She the favorite, I guess, is the closest. Yeah, the favorite. She played kind of like a villain. But I also think it might have been the people like if if you don't know who signed on first, it was like I remember I remember when we went to D D twenty three in twenty nineteen. They were just like, oh, here's the they're filming a Corella. Here's the first look, and I was like, wait, Emma Emma Stone's Corella, and they're making a Corella movie. I was like, wait, what? Do you remember that? That's the, the, the photo they've been like they released the first photo they released with her with the Dalmatians, right? But that, yeah, but that but that was never really talked about that movie like casting they, or anything. I, they really didn't promote this movie in terms of pre-production or anything. I felt like there was like zero promotion. And then all of a sudden it was like, here's a picture of Emma Thompson. I, you know, I remember when you guys sent that in, I think our group chat and I was like, wait, they already are filming this. Yeah. What? Was this always the release date or did COVID change? It no, now? I think this was always the, I think it was always the 2021 release date. Okay. Oh no. I, I saw that it was, they had it. They, I think it was originally in December and they pushed it before COVID though. Yeah. They no, pushed I, it before I think COVID. it was always supposed to be a, 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 a uh, 2021 release, but I will say, I mean, like this was one of the movies with Memorial Day that came out, and I think the box office did very well. And while The Quiet Place made a lot of money, I feel like for a movie that was day and date release, because I think I read online that a prediction they said how much it made on Disney Plus was around 20 to 30 million, and they said it made around 25 million. I think with the four day weekend, 27. I feel like to have 30 and 30 from each side is pretty good for a pandemic thing. I think it's pretty good actually. Yeah, but but think, let's just say that that 30. But no, before it's, we get into that, that's not bad. That's not bad to have two different programs running it, and you still get that much money from no, each. No, plus Disney gets the full thirty dollars from the yeah from the Disney Plus. What were you gonna say then? I'm sorry. I was just thinking though, if it's like a family of four, that's only thirty dollars. They could have made fifteen, thirty, sixty dollars. But yes, but at the same time, with a the theater, you also get the people who are a list. How does that work out? With like a like if AMC, you're an A list member, you get a certain amount of movies. AMC per. pays the studio. Do they get as much money though? Yes, they do. They, oh, they, okay. That's just AMC bringing you in to buy their popcorn. Okay, I'm, I was, but also I feel like I feel like if these movies weren't doing as Disney's not releasing any of the Disney Plus uh, Premiere X thing, but I feel like if it was doing bad, they wouldn't keep adding movies, right? Like they wouldn't add Jungle Book. I Cruise. think they're just so scared to lose money that they're like, oh, we could do whatever we want. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Well, like Disney pockets all of the money from Disney Plus directly. Yeah. So it's like they don't have to share any of the costs. So it is better for them to put it on Disney Plus because at least like they don't have to do a profit sharing like with the theater or anything like that, where it's like, okay, you could have this many people going to the theater, but it's like how much is Disney making a direct profit off? You know, it, you know they have to make some of their money back. No, but they obviously I feel like they're not, I feel like it's not doing bad is what I'm saying. I feel like they would have not continued this if it was not working for them. Like the price, like I think if the price wasn't working, they would lower the price. I, I really do feel like that. Oh, oh, and I was just, um, I didn't realize when you like went onto the Disney, like when the Cruella page, it literally says 
rent this now or wait until August 25th. I did. I just thought they just like, kind of released it online. Wait, we, we said that. No, we, I didn't like, realize like it's when you click like when you're about to buy it. It's like, oh, it's going to be on for free yeah, in like three months. That I think that was the stupidest. They should give it a week or at least a weekend. Let people see it. But now it's assumed that it's coming out. I think it's like X amount of days later. So it's like people can just do the math. But like if they didn't do that Mulan and just kind of released it, maybe like after the big weekend, you still like, you're like, you're not sure. So let me just get it just in case. But I mean, I guess if, if you want to wait till August, you're probably not going to the movies either. But um, here's, here's my thing. I think Disney's scared to, let's say Disney's scared to put them just on Disney plus. Because they do know that, that they're never going to make a billion dollars on just Disney+. Plus, But they can't anger the theaters because they still want that outrageous, like, like demands from the theaters. That's not no, just Disney. I that's agree. every theater. That's, every, no, that's no, 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 Warner no. Brothers. That's Disney is, is, is worse. Disney is, is worse. They say Disney is worse because they want, instead of, like, you know, the normal, like, 60%, they're like, oh, no, we want 75 And it needs to play in the biggest theater for four weeks. And if you, we find out that you did that, we'll never play a theater here. No, that's not what I'm talking again. about. I'm not talking about that part. I agree with that, but I'm saying the... They're scared to put it on streaming. That's no, no, the no. same with Warner Brothers. No, no, too. but I'm saying they still want to appease the theaters just a little bit. So that's why they're like, because I think, I think they're going to do it for Shang-Chi eventually. I think they're going they to keep doing no. it. Never say never because they already said no for other stuff. And like what? Like Black Widow was. They never said no permanently. They said it's, 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 we don't want to, but it's in the cards. Yeah. But I, I, I I just, I, I think that they should, Disney is just being a little selfish. You can't say that because then, but I, yes, that whole aspect before COVID and streaming, yes, they were being selfish, but you can't say just because they're putting on streaming and theaters, they're being selfish because everyone's doing that. So Warner Brothers is being selfish. Yes. Okay. But you were saying Disney, but but they're not charging extra. Yes, that's that's a little ridiculous, but it's just like that's they they want to make their money back, so they're just good. They're trying to get. They're all trying to get the they're best way to get Warner their money Brothers back. They're saying Warner Brothers is going to lose about a billion dollars from doing putting them all on HBO Max. Exactly. I mean, Disney's probably going to be losing money, but at least they're. But people are doing it. Is what I'm saying. If that didn't work, they would scrap that after Mulan. If that didn't work, that's what I'm saying. Warner Brothers, yes, had I, they have a smarter idea because I feel like more people are going to see it, but they're also losing more. I think it's all about money game at this point, and it's just I think those two are the biggest ones I can think of because. Universal didn't didn't go that route, and they did like the two weeks later. I think Disney just does it also to appease the people at home because it's like when everyone found out that they had to pay thirty dollars to do the premiere thing. I rem- there was an uproar, so it's like I feel like they put the date on just to appease the people that it's like, hey, you can also wait until here. But I just feel like it's purely to just calm the crowd. Mm-hmm. Not, I I don't think they're trying to help anyone. It's just like calm down. You don't have to buy it now. It'll be on Disney Plus at this time. So, like, you know, don't think we're too ridiculous asking for $30. You know, like, trying to, like, lower the yeah. impact. Like, just be like, hey, like, you don't have to pay $30, but you're going to have to wait this amount of time. Mm-hmm. I am shocked it. that they didn't go 20 like, what the PVOD is. I am kind of a little shocked they didn't do that. But before... Well, they're also offering it in 4K. Now, before we read, I want to ask a quick, quick question. I know, Kelly, you didn't see it in the theater, but do you wish you saw it in the theater? No. Jimmy, you saw it in the theater. Are you glad you saw it in the theater? Oh, wait, no, I did see it in the theater. Yes. Oh, you did? The second time I saw it in the theater. Would you rather do the... Did you prefer the at-home or the theater one better? Um, I think Cruella, for me, was fine at home. Like, I didn't think I needed to see that in theater, to be honest. Well, it's because, like, Cruella, for me, is all about the visuals. So, like, I have a 4K TV, so the visuals look amazing regardless. Like, 
that's why I'm just like, and it's also, it's just not a movie that I need to see in theater. It's not like a quiet place to our King or Kong versus Godzilla, where it's just like, I need to be in a theater with surround sound, like to get the whole, like, this isn't a movie where I, where the theater, like, improve the aesthetic for me mm-hmm. now jimmy you saw it in theaters do you, are you glad you saw it in theaters or you wish you saw it at home i will always say see a movie in the theater because i was like not looking at my phone i was no distractions so i was 100 i always want to see a movie in the theater i squeeze i saw it with jimmy i saw it in theaters and i feel like i just yes we all we have a 4k tv and it would have been really cool to see it on i mean it would have been nice to see on our tv but like seeing it in the big screen i feel like enhanced all like the aesthetic of it to me and also like we had a fun theater because like people were laughing with it people like the jokes were landing with people and it was just fun to be in a theater so that was just my preference but jimmy are you ready i will get uh, between eight nine so i'll give it a 8.5 kelly i'll give it a seven and a half i'll give it an eight what is that eight <laughs> woohoo eight I think that's appropriate. I'm actually shocked how high the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is. It's still at 97, which surprised me. I mean, I like it, but it just it didn't surprise me. Like, I think it's because it's like the first like live action or just like Disney movie in general that people like. Like Raya was great. I don't know. I guess I think it's because it's like the first live action Disney movie to come back. Yes. What's the next live action movie coming out? But I will say that Emma Stone said that Ursula should get her own movie. I don't know if they should. I don't know if they should do a lot of villains with this kind of story. Oh wait, isn't it the Little Mermaid? It's the Little Mermaid. Is it? What about Disney Plus? Pinocchio. But I do. I, I'm. I don't. I hope they don't go crazy with the villain thing and do it only ones that I feel like that can benefit. Because I feel like Ursula, depending on Little Mermaid, if it does really well and her character is really cool, maybe go from that movie do like a prequel. But I don't know. It, it really depends on how they make it unique. Honestly, mm-hmm. it really does because everyone. I think the Lion King was a big wake up call. For Disney, like it made a lot of money, of course, but I think it was a big wake up call in the sense that people were like, we don't want to see the same rehash of the same exact movie. I do, but that's, I'm also crazy. But But no, but the whole thing with the villain one that they need to very tread lightly with is the whole like, how do you make them like a character you want to root for, but also don't take away their villain side of them. That's the tricky part. And I think this one did well. To me, Maleficent didn't do well, so it's all a balancing act. Any last thoughts, guys? I know I said this seven times, but... No, I'm good. I think we discussed everything we need to discuss. In life? Yes. Kelly, anything? Jimmy's telling us he's done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, Jimmy. You're muted. You're done for the day. I'm so happy. Okay. Uh, Kelly, anything else before we go? Nope. I just, you know... Guys, don't be scared to go back to the theaters. Yeah, I mean, I think this weekend... Memorial Day, we can kind of show people are craving it. And I hope it, I hope the summer, I think we said this last week, I hope the summer movie continues with that. And, and then theaters are, because I mean, theaters are fun. It's I just, mean, I already got my Conjuring 3 tickets. So. Oh, you're back, Jim. Hi. Hi, yeah. I already got my Conjuring <laughs> 3 tickets, so I'm ready to go. Guys, we will see you later. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.